Oh, my God. 
24 minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
כל יום מתפללים, מבקשים מן השמיים שאני אעבור. רק צריך להאמין ולפתוח עיניים, כי אני כבר פה. עוד מצווה אחת קטנה, תפילה עם לב פתוח, ויבוא הקץ. זה לקח אלפי שנה, הנה זה כבר בטוח, תנו להיכנס. ולא, לא, לא יהיו יותר דמעות, רק תראו ניסים
הזה. לא יודע מה מחכה, כי הדרך היא חדשה. פחד יש בי גם אני מסתכל, בהשם אני שואל, הוא קרוב לכל
אדם קטן והעולם גדול, לכל אחד יש את דרכו. אחד רוצה מהתחר הכל, אשרי שומח בחלקו. מי שזכה קיבל במתנה את האוצר הכי יקר. ניצוץ אחד קטן של אמונה, והוא מאיר איתו את העולם. אם טוב יעבור מאדם לאדם, ישירו ביחד כולם. הרי מי מקווה, עליי מצוות עשה, ואהבת לרעך כמוך, זה כלל גדול בתורה. הרי מי מקווה, עליי מצוות עשה, ואהבת לרעך כמוך, זה כלל גדול בתורה.
Shaol Metzouni Tzara Vehiyago Nemtza Uveshem Hashem
J.M. in the A.M. Ani Yehudi, done by Amiran Dvir. Gershon Veroba had Ani Yisrael. Gershon had Kichi Latzda. Hareini, done by Benny Friedman. It's brand new. Uri Davidi with both Tfilashali and Muchanim. You heard Ushaftem, one of our um, layover songs from uh, Chag HaSukot. That's uh, Baruch Levine, great selection off of Peduscha. And, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Thursday on this October the 24th, day 25 in the month of Tishrei, the year 5780. Tough Shin Pei, 53 degrees, 53% humidity. Don't worry, the winds are not 53 miles an hour. Southwest at 2 miles an hour, Baruch Hashem. Sunny today with a high of 68. Then tonight, mostly clear, low 52. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, a high of 67 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 72. We're at 53 here in New York as we say good morning. At JM and the AM, blue and white leader Benny Gantz formally accepted the mandate to form a government on Wednesday at the president's residence. He'll have 28 days starting Wednesday night at midnight. If he cannot build a coalition, there'll be three weeks in which any MK can obtain the support of a majority in the Knesset. And if not, Israel will automatically go to its third election in less than a year. In his remarks tasking Gantz with forming a government, President Rivlin referred to, quote, outgoing Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, end quote, giving back the mandate after not forming a coalition. Accepting the mandate, Gantz reached out till he could, but warned Netanyahu not to prevent the formation of a unity government. Those who try to drag Israel to a third election will be rejected by the people of Israel and will disappear from the political map. Gantz warned. He continued, the citizens of Israel will not forgive those who put their own personal good first ahead of the national interest. Addressing Netanyahu and referring to his three criminal cases, Gantz said, quote, both of us realize that your legal situation necessitates making a change. While Gantz vowed to form a liberal unity government, he called Haredi Jews his brothers. He also spoke about reaching out to Arab and religious Zionist sectors without saying he would include them in his government. I will form a government that will seek peace, but will defeat any enemy, he said. Rivlin pleaded for compromises and an end to disqualifications, which was seen as a call to Gans to end Blue and White's policy of rejecting any government in which Netanyahu serves as prime minister. A government can be formed, Rivlin said. There is no justification to going to a third election in which the people of Israel will pay a heavy price. Gans called Netanyahu, invited him to meet, and Netanyahu said he would get back to him. Uh, so that's some of what's going on regarding this uh, 
this um, march to possibly a third election. We'll see if Benny Gantz, in fact, can form a government and prevent a third election in less than a year in the state of Israel. Thursday morning broadcast, full day here at the Nahum Siegel Network, including Unlocking Greatness with Charlie Harari at 9 a.m., Spin Class with Michael Fragan at 9.30, Jew in the City Speaks, Allison Josephs at 10 o'clock, That's Life with Miriam L. Wallach at 10.30, and Shmuley Wolf of A Taste of Crown Heights Food Crawl will be her guest. We'll do a live lunch at 11, Throwback Thursday at 1, JM Rewind with 8th Day at 4 p.m., the Erev Shabbos show is hosted by Mark Zamek and brought to you by our friends at Kedden that starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and that is repeated at 3 a.m. and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Friday morning. I remind you that our friends at Art Scroll are very proud that Rav Chaim Kanievsky on Chumash Bracious is now available. Rav Chaim Kanievsky on Chumash Bracious is now available. If you use the promo code RADIO, you get 15% off and free shipping in the U.S., Again, go to artscroll.com, use the promo code radio, Rav Chaim Kamenevsky on Chumash Bracious uh, is 15% off plus free shipping in the United States. To take advantage, go to artscroll.com and enjoy. 22 minutes before 7 o'clock, it's JM in the AM.
Robin, Robin, my bring me a rain of toy. Me a rain of toy, toy, me a rain of toy. Rosado, baby, that's why I'm a cookie. Robin, Robin, my bring me a rain of toy. Me a rain of toy, toy, me a rain of toy. Everybody's talking doom and gloom in my face. Yeah, they're like, we'll need a miracle to make things okay. Everybody's looking for a small little light And I'm like not being cynical But I feel alright There are many kinds of grief Anxiety that I can feel But it ain't too hard to see That I've got everything I need Robin, Robin, boy, bring me a rain of toy Me a rain of toy, toy, me a rain of toy Robin, Robin, boy, bring me a rain of toy Cause it's like pretty much cyclical when you talk that way Why don't you try to focus on everything good in this world And you might just be invincible, go give it a whirl There are many kinds of grief Anxieties that I can feel But it ain't too hard to see And I've got everything I need Robin, Robin, my
Bara Elohim, 
את השמיים ואת הארץ. והארץ הייתה תוהו ובוהו וחושך על פני תהום ורוח אלוהים ולחושך קרה לילה, ויבדל אלוהים בין האור ובין החושך, ויקרא אלוהים לאור יום. ולחושך קרה לילה, והארץ הייתה תוהו ובוהו, וחושך על פני תהום. ורוח אלוהים
JM and the AM. It's Shalshelis Jr. with uh, Yerushalayim wrapping up the hour for us here at JM and the AM. That's uh, Shalshelis Jr., the Moshav band with Brashit. Uh Obviously, this is the week of Parshas Brashis. Huelo Kenu, done by Eitan Katz. Micha Gamerman, brand new with Rabim. Hu Yiftach, that was Diaspora. Amiran Dviran there with Ani Yehudi here at JM in the AM. Thanks for tuning in. It's a Thursday. Hope your uh, short week has been good so far. Tomorrow, Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, will join us. The weekly update scheduled for 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. I hope you'll be tuned in. Sunshine today with a high of 68, mostly clear tonight, low 52, and tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high temperature of 67 degrees. Yerushalayim right now at 72. We're at 53 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. At the bottom of the hour, Rabbi David Heber is going to join us. I don't know what unique tidbits about the year 5780 Rabbi Heber has, but I have a feeling he's got some. <laughs> Rabbi Heber is the Kashrus Administrator at the Star K and Rabbi of Congregation Kahal Avas Yisrael Tzemach Tzedek. And he will join us coming up at 7.35 Eastern Time as we explore the brand new year of 5780, Tough Shin Pei, and its uniqueness. He's uh, known for calendaric trivia, Rabbi Heber. And um, I'm putting together my list of questions and observations. We'll see what he has to say about the brand new year that we're now in of 5780. A reminder from our friends at Artscroll, when you go to artscroll.com, Rav Chaim Kanievsky's brand new book on Chumash Bracious is available. If you use the promo code radio, it's 15% off and you get free shipping in the U.S. as well. Go to artscroll.com, Rav Chaim Kanievsky on Chumash Bracious. Use the promo code radio, save 15%, and get free shipping. Promo code is radio. Um, it's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and on the Nachum Single Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Galay Tzal in the background, we'll do our news from Israel coming up, and plenty more, of course. We mentioned earlier that Benny Gantz has officially been given the mandate by the President of Israel to form a government. He has four weeks from last night to do so. Let's see what happens. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for our Thursdays next. We say Boker Tov from Jam Nam. בליצר מירושלים השעה שתיים, שלום רב, כאן רני אבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. יושב ראש הרשות הפלסטינית אבו מאזן החליט לממן פעם נוספת את בניית ביתו של המחבל שרצח את לוחם דובדבן רונן לוברסקי זיכרונו לברכה. הלילה הרסו כוחות הביטחון את ביתו בפעם השנייה. כתבנו לעניינים ערביים, ג'קי חוגי. הבית יוקם מחדש בהוראת הנשיא, כך הודיע השר הפלסטיני חוסיין השייח, מקורבו של אבו מאזן. הוא הוסיף ואמר, דחפורי הכיבוש לא ישברו אותנו, בפניו לא נתכופף. הבית נהרס הלילה שנית כי הוקם באותו שטח שבו עמד בית המגורים הראשון. יושב ראש כחול לבן בני גנץ ייפגש ביום שני הקרוב עם יועצו המיוחד של נשיא ארצות הברית, טראמפ, ז'ארד קושנר. פרשניתנו המדינית, הלל שחר מוסרת שהפגישה תיערך בשגרירות ארצות הברית בירושלים. בשעה זו מובאות למנוחות בבית העלמין תל רגב, אירנה דודינסקי וביתה ענת רוזנברג בת 12, שנהרגו בתאונה שאירעה בכביש 6 ביום שבת. התינוק שלו שרד ונפטר לאחר מספר ימים, התאמן בארון עם אמו. ראש עיריית קריית ים, דוד אבן צור, ספד להם. כתבנו קובי מנדל שמע אותו.
והמוח לא מסוגל להאמין ולהבין. אירנה וענת, אם ובתה ורוברט, תינוק שעוד לא זכה לראות אפילו אור יום אחד. בשברי שנייה נחטפה המשפחה הזו מאיתנו, נקרעה והתרסקה. הזוועה בבריטניה, 39 הגופות שנמצאו במטענה של משאית באסקס, זוהו כאזרחים ממוצא סיני. כתבת חדשות החוץ, עמית חדד. בתום הליך הזיהוי הראשוני נמצא כי כל 39 הגופות הן אזרחי סינים. על פי הדיווחים בתקשורת המקומית, מדובר ככל הנראה במבצע סחר בבני אדם או הברחת מהגרים שהשתבשה. הליך הזיהוי צפוי להימשך עוד זמן רב, והעצור מו רובינסון, נהג משאית בן 25 מאירלנד, נתון בחקירה. אמש נמצאו במטענה של מאית אחרת במחוז קנט הסמוך, תשעה בני אדם חיים. סוכל ניסיון להברכת טלפונים סלולריים ועשרות כרטיסי סים לאסירים ביטחוניים בבית הסוהר קציעות, כתבתנו עדה שטייף. הסיפור הבא כמו לקוח מסרט. משאית אזרחית עם מזון לאסירים הגיעה לפתח בית סוהר קציעות. סוהרים שערכו בדיקה במשאית החליטו להעמיק בדיקה. כשפרקו את הפגוש נמצאו ארוזים יחד שמונה טלפונים סלולריים ועשרות כרטיסי סים שהיו מיועדים לאסירים ביטחוניים הכלואים בבית הסוהר. נהג המשאית נעצר בידי המשטרה סגן ראש מועצת באר טוביה מנחם מעודי מואשם בביצוע עבירות והטרדות מיניות כלפי עובדת המועצה תוך ניצול מרותו ולמרות ניסיונותיה לדרוש את הפסקת המעשים. כתבנו רמי שני מציין שכתב האישום הוגש היום לבית המשפט השלום באשקלון. מזג האוויר מעונן חלקית עד מעונן, ייתכן גשם מקומי בעיקר בצפון הארץ ולאורך החוף, מלווה בסופות רעמים יחידות. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
This slot uh, two days in a row for some uh, for some nostalgia. Maishi Menlowitz with a segment entitled uh, Hamish Hergish from an album entitled Nostalgia here at JM in the AM. 16 minutes after 7 o'clock in the morning. It's Thursday on this 24th of October, 25th of Tishrei. Big Thursday here at the Nahum Single Network, as you would suspect. Charlie Harari at uh, 9 a.m. with Unlocking Greatness. Spin class with Michael Fragan at 9.30 Jew in the City Speaks, Allison Josephs is on at 10 o'clock. That's Life with Miriam al Wallach at 10.30. Today, Miriam speaks with Shmuley Wolf on the uh, A Taste of Crown Heights food crawl. We'll do a live lunch at 11, throwback Thursday at 1. JM Rewind at 4 with 8th Day, the Arab Shabbos show hosted by Mark Zomik and brought to you by our friends at Kedem. Starts at 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight, is replayed at 3 a.m. and at 10 a.m. on Friday morning Eastern time. So uh, check it all out and enjoy our amazing schedule. Thursday's a big day here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Recommend this to all your friends. They will never, ever stop thanking you. Rabbi David Heber is going to join us. Uh, we'll do a little calendaric trivia for the brand new year, 5780. Tomorrow, Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents, 
of major American Jewish organizations. Join us at 7.40 Eastern Time tomorrow when we go through the weekly update. Malcolm Homeline tomorrow here at JM in the AM.
Done by Mordechai Shapiro. Good song. And as I told you yesterday, he was great at the uh, Ford Amphitheater on Cholomoid in Brooklyn. Amazing. Menucha had Lule. You heard Avi Peretz before that with Lonaf Seek. JMNAM Thursday. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Full Thursday here at the Nahum Siegel Network. A reminder from our friends at Art Scroll of Chaim Kanievsky on Chumash Bracious is now available. It's brand new. Uh, if you use the promo code radio, you get 15% off plus free shipping. Use the promo code RADIO, Rav Chaim Kanievsky and Chumash Bracious. Go to artsgirl.com and enjoy. Tomorrow morning, 7.40 Eastern Time, Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He'll join us tomorrow morning here at JM in the AM, 7.40 Eastern Time. Um, 
Yeshiva League Sports Update starts Tuesday. Elliot Weiselberg will be in studio, please God, this coming Tuesday morning just after 7 a.m. And we'll do Yeshiva League Sports. Spread the word in your school that Yeshiva League Sports is back, getting ready for an October Tuesday, this coming Tuesday here at JM in the AM. So I got a great call from uh, Dr. Rosenstein, who continues to be one of the greatest uh, advocates of JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. If Dr. Rosenstein had his choice, he'd be able to, to, there'd be a system where he'd be able to tell every Jew around the world that they should be listening to this network as much as possible. And I thank him for that. Anyway, he tells me that Yechiel Rosenstein is celebrating a bar mitzvah, and Yechiel is the Rosenstein's youngest grandson. Mazal Tov. Unbelievable. So Yechiel Rosenstein of Kew Gardens in the Queens uh, section of New York City, we say Mazal Tov to you, your parents, and the entire family from all of us here at JMAM, and a special Mazal Tov to your grandparents, of course. From all of us here at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebnabiosavalevi and Zechonishmas Esther Basavalevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. As we begin the Torah anew, we read the word Breshis Bara Elohim, Esa Shemaim It's in the beginning, Hashem created the heaven and the earth. The Yalkut tells us that the beginning of the Torah is with the letter base. That is the Lashon of Bracha. It's the language of blessing. Base is for Bracha. However, we understand that in Tehillim it says, Rosh Tevarcha Emes. The beginning is really the truth. So why is it that instead of beginning with an Aleph that would stand for the Emes, we begin with a base that stands for bracha. Isn't the Aleph, isn't the Emes, the Yisod, the foundation of our Torah and our life? In fact, the Zerashimshin comments that the word Emes is alluded to in Bara Elohim S, the words in the first Pasuk, the ending letters or Sofetevos spell the word Emes. However, it is still a question, why begin with the word Beis, Breshis, standing for Bracha, instead of a word that would signify Emes, beginning with an Aleph? The reason is, is because the source of all Bracha, of all blessing, is Emes. When a person lives a life of truth, when a person lives sincerely, and all that they do is just, that individual brings bracha, brings great blessing into their life. On the opposite, if an individual, chas v'shalom, lives a life of falsehood, of deceit, of trickery, they invite into their life the opposite of bracha, the opposite of blessing. The Zerashimshan says, the mere fact that there is bracha in their life means that they have already stood for the emes, they live a life of truth. They live a life of sincerity. And because of that, they are affected in a great way by the blessing of this world. How wonderful it is to note that in the very beginning of the Torah, we have this discussion about the great importance, the yesod, the foundation of being truthful in our lives. 
the great Sadik, Remendel of Rimenov, his entire life went from place to place. Every business was visited by him in the town of Rimenov. He would make sure that everybody did truthful business transactions, that each individual was honest in their business, honest in matters of money. Because the people knew that one day they would get a visit from the great Tzaddik Remendel of Rimenov, people were extremely careful because there was constant reminder that our lives in this world are built on the Emmas. Yehuda Green, Yehuda Green, Thursday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. Rabbi David Heber is the Kashrus administrator at the Star K. He's also the rabbi of congregation Kahal Avas Yisrael Tzemach Tzedek down in uh, Maryland. For us, though, 
He is our um, calendaric trivia expert, and every year we get a chance to, um, I mean, sometimes even more than once a year, uh, but certainly toward the beginning of the brand new year, we get a chance to speak to Rabbi Heber and just get some tidbits about what to expect in this case in the year 5780. Rabbi David Heber, Shana Tova, and welcome back to JM in the AM. You too, you too, to you and your listeners. I go to your and Shana Tova. I hope everybody's yontif was was very nice. Hashem here was beautiful. Yeah, everybody's Tishrei has been incredible. I we feel a little bad for you, Rabbi Heber, because we're about to pepper you with questions like you can't imagine. Oh no! <laughs> By I came the way, prepared with some really interesting I know, stuff. So. It, it, it all fa- in all fairness, Rabbi Heber. Uh, he's always made it known that he'd prefer not to be surprised by any questions, and we've never adhered to that regulation. So. <laughs> First of all, is your is your synagogue Geshem or Goshem for Mashivaruach Uh That's a good, it's, it's officially Goshem. It is officially Goshem. Goshem. Some people, the sitter, a lot of Sidurim say Geshem. Yeah. And um, sometimes it's changed. Officially, it's, it's Gushim. I don't know why. I, I I think growing up, I was taught that if you're going to be grammatically correct, it has to be Geshem. Uh, I, I don't know. I could, I could be wrong about that. But uh, I know that our custom, both in my family and where I where I dive in, it's Gushim, uh, which I always thought was a, you know, was not, was not, you know, like had seeped into the Nusach and, and should not have. But I guess, I guess that's not correct, right? Either, either yeah, one. Yeah, I'm, I'm not such a dick to right. maybe, but I know. I mean, when we grew up, I think the Sidurim, most of them right. had Geshem. I believe the article, sir, I believe shows Geshem. The, the, the Aaron Kodesh, the Holy Ark, is open or closed during your Hakafas in your synagogue? Open. Yeah. Am I right that it's, of course it's supposed to be. I, where I was, they closed it. And I and I, I said to myself, really interesting. I didn't want to cause any trouble. You know me, Rabbi Heber. And, of course. And I, yeah. and, I, and I said to myself, of course the Aaron Kodesh stays open during Hakafas. It stays open until you start putting... Sifrei Torah back before you lane, right? I just, exactly. In fact, there's a minig of putting right candle. We don't right. do it, but I've seen such a minig. That that the concept of such a minig is right. indicative. That exactly, to be, exactly. To stay open. When I saw the machs, that's what I said to everybody. I said this this, this custom that you're supposed to put a candle. I think some people put a chumash in there, by the way, just to make sure that the Aron Kodesh is not empty and they may not have a candle at the ready. So I've seen people put a chumash in the uh, in the Aron Kodesh um, during hakafas. Uh, but yeah, just the yeah. fact that that minig exists tells us that the that the Aaron Kodesh is supposed to be open during. Well, there's no mechanism to close it, right? Because because it's you do by even saw Aaron, right? You open the Aaron, and then it stays open. And and essentially, again, there's no brich shmei there, but essentially, you're you're keeping it open until until Godlu, until all these sifrei Torah that you're not using right, are away. Right, so right, exactly. Or right. Shmei right. Yisrael, rather, right? Shmei Yisrael, rather. Sorry about that. Rabbi David Heber is with us. Um, how long are your hakafas? Traditionally, each hakafa will be about how many minutes? Well, that's, it depends who you ask. But we started. Let's see. We actually this year we were we we you know we planned ahead. Right. Uh, we we actually have a beautiful minute before I get to the time, which is uh, we we have next door to us uh, an Iranian kahila. Wow. And uh, it's been um, Ora Mizrach, beautiful right. kahila. Rabbi, Rabbi Aryeh is the Rav. They're good neighbors. Every year, right? there's, there's a beautiful scene. Every year we, we go to their shul. And uh, and it was also there was a period where they come also to us uh, on the day. This year we just we just went to them at night. And it's just beautiful. We're there probably for 25 minutes. So we start with, uh, um, uh, it's just beautiful. Just so beautiful. People are so inspired by it. We start with a carpus Wow. And then we sing some Svarid in the Gundam. 
and I uh, that's when I I'm still getting it, but I I am able to <laughs> sing some of the lines properly. Um, and then we did Adar Samun. It was the fifth Hakafa. Wow! And then we do we do Achenu. We all do Achenu and Animamin and Lashon Haba. Beautiful. It's really just it's fit. It's just a beautiful scene. It's and, very, very and, I, and I'm not being funny. I'm being serious. Is is there Hakafa service similar or identical to ours, or are there a lot of differences, or you're not sure? I'm not sure. I mean, they, they do sing. I, mean, I, 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 I saw their sitter. I, it seems like the statement, the lines are different. Right. But they're, they're, the dancing is very similar and very much the same. Our Hakafas went um, by day. We Ours was about... Ten till twelve, so it was about two hours by day. Wow, that's and by night. Cool. I think by night I think it was about two and a quarter. Um, we finished Davin at ten forty-five. We started. Well, we started coming about eight fifteen. Was at our race, We finished laning ten. We started ten fifty. About about two hours, a little more than two hours. Oh, two they hours they, they like the party down there in Baltimore. It, it was seems. lovely. Yeah, it was great. It was good. Um, you have the, yeah. How do you determine in your synagogue who the Chassan Torah is? Because Chassid Tar goes to the rabbi that was the minig of our founding rav or of Feldman. What do you do with Chassid Brachus? Chassid Brachus, we auction. We auction all the uh, aliyahs. Cool. And uh, Chassid Brachus, so we have, uh, everyone's welcome to come to the Chassid Tar, Chassid Brachus, Kiddush, the Shabbos. So the rabbi participates in sponsoring the Kiddush? Uh, yes. Mm, rabbi, rabbi Heber, what's on the menu? <laughs> I mean, let's get to the important stuff. What do you serve? It depends on the year. I don't know. I, I, I sponsor it sometimes. Yeah, don't worry. We'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. Depends on the year. Haven't we haven't sat down and recognized this year yet? But okay, we'll figure it out. You you pray that Chassidrachus go to goes to somebody who really likes preparing a big Yiddish. <laughs> uh, so we started the year with a uh, with a. I mean, look. You know, the question is. What's a good calendar? What's not a good calendar? Essentially, it depends who you ask. Uh, if you ask the college students out there who have, you know, who are lucky enough to be in a Jewish environment, they're pretty happy with the way this whole year started because they have the entire month of October off. Essentially, uh, you speak to people who are in the workforce or are going to Ivy League schools, and they're not happy because everything is Tuesday and Wednesday. Excuse me, is Monday and Tuesday, and that can be very difficult, especially as you plan your classes. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the year or, or during registration. So it depends who you ask in terms Absolutely. of what, in terms of whether this is a good setup or not. I can tell you before we talk about five seven eight zero and Rabbi Heber, I'm sure you'll confirm this for us. We have some good news heading down the road, and that is one year from now, all the Yom Tovim except for Yom Kippur, of course, will be on Shabbos Sunday. That's correct. So that really next year, if you look at the whole Tavshin Pei fifty seven eighty, is a change that that. Actually, some interesting halachas that'll have to be hazard and reviewed because we haven't had them in ten years. Wow. For the last ten years, including including this year, this is the tenth year in a row. First of all, it was the tenth year in a row, and I made sure my Baltakan knew this. Was the one who blew the shayfer. This was the tenth year in a row that we blew shayfer on the first day of Rosh Hashanah. It has not been without, shop without that interruption. Long? That has wow. not happened since before the American Revolution. Wow. Where we had ten years in a row of, of course, on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, the obligation is midaraisa, which means it's it's Torah prescribed, right. and uh, the second day is is you know, sort of yontif shady. We're not getting into all the right. all of that, but the first day we blow, it's certainly it's certainly you know minatayra from the Torah, and again since 2010 through this year, we have blown Shifer on Shabbos 
And we took also Lulu. No, 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 not on Shabbos. We, we, I'm mean, not on Shabbos. I'm sorry, Blue Shaper, not on Shabbos. A weekday, excuse right. me. We blew, uh, it was a week. Was not on Shabbos. Right. And and Sukkot, and also on the first day of Sukkot, we took Lulu and Esrig. Right. As well on weekdays, ten years in a row. The last time we could say a tenth year that we did that was 1772. Wow. The tenth year that wow. we had that. So it was very, very. And those um, and those are the years that a lot of Israelis shop for Lulav and Esrog on Saturday night, uh, er, er of the second day of Sukkot, and they they have not been able to do that for ten years. I guess I guess so. Yeah, I, I've never, I was at Israel Sukkot, but not when it was. Uh, right. I don't remember what day it was. I don't think it was a Shabbos. No. Right. So that that's a very very much of interest, and the whole format. It, it the last ten years also, you know, between Pesach and Rosh and and Sukkot and Zimkus Tyra. All the days of the week could fall out of four days of the week and not on three days of the week. Right. Right. And that's a function of Le'adu Reish. More right. about that in a moment. Right. right. Which means Rosh Hashanah can't be a Sunday, Wednesday, Friday. Right. So, so the last 10 years, Pesach has been Shabbos or Tuesday. Rosh Hashanah has begun on Monday or Thursday, which right. means the entire, which means if your birthday is between, you know, Adar and Cheshvan, your birthday will could fall on four days, not on three days, and but the, the last ten years it's only been on two days. Right. So that means just just to illustrate what's what what we'll have this coming year. In fact, will be different, and now we'll have things that we never had. So Purim, first of all, will be on a Tuesday, which is um, you know hasn't happened. Pesach is going to be on Thursday, Friday. So we'll have we'll have a um, three day yontif. Uh, we'll have we'll have three day yontif, and we'll have heirs of Shilin. Right. Um, the last time we had that was was 2009, which was actually your your listeners and we spoke a lot about this back then with Birch Sachama. Right. was on that Wednesday of Pesach. Right. That's how long ago we had this. Okay. Now, housewives, listen carefully. The last day of Pesach is on a Thursday. Right. The first time in ten years. Right. Will there be challah that next Shabbos or not? Oh, there will. My wife. <laughs> my wife uh, got that going to roll it right out Friday. She she typically bakes uh, in advance, but. Uh, you know, that Shlisachala, uh, right? You have right, to, of course. So you don't have a whole lot of time. That is very, you know, difficult to turn around your kitchen and make Shabbos. Right. Was, um, I, was I deprived growing up, Rabbi Heber? Because I remember in that situation, we'd always have matzah that Shabbos. Was I deprived? What would you say? I guess so. I remember <laughs> when I grew up one year in day school, we had school on that Friday. No! Like, the day after yes, Pesach? Yes, one, one year. I remember that uh, when wow. I grew up. We had, of course, no school Pesach, but Pesach was over. We started school. Wow! That, that, I, I think the next year after that, or one of the years later, they 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 fixed that. Okay, then you have Shavuos is going to be on Friday Shabbos, which is always right? great. Yeah, it's is, it's two days. It's two days for everybody in the world. Tisha right, two exactly right. Two days again. We'll have the we'll have the parshas off. Right, which means Chukas and Balak are going to be together. Right, for the first time in ten years. Then we have Tisha on a Thursday. That has some halachas that you're allowed to. Um, do certain things. You normally wait till Chatzais on Friday. Ah. Oh, no, excuse me. Normally wait till Chatzais on Yud Av. Right. But that'll be scaled back. You know, right. we'll be able to, for example, um, at Neitzachama things on Friday morning, um, getting ready for Shabbos, right. uh, let's say haircut Friday morning, etc. And then again comes Rosh Hashanah, and Rosh Hashanah Sukkot and Shemini Atzeres and Chustayra will be on Shabbos Sunday, right. which is uh, again for those working. Much That'll be better. nice because they won't have to take they won't have to take off. And you'll have the full well, week the full week before Shabbos Bracious, which is always nice. It doesn't feel like you're running right into the year. So that's also a uh, a better feeling. Right. And you have a full Cholamite. Get right. the Cholamite, you'll have a whole Cholamite yeah. Sukkot, really. You know, Mon- Monday through through Friday. Monday if you count the Shadarabah, yeah. 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 
Sean Rob will be on Friday. Um, exactly. Rabbi David Heber's with us. Uh, the the the. I don't want to say bad news, but the <laughs> the depends who you ask. Yes, the because because not because of, but but what we have to look forward to after five seven eight zero. Um, you you get this amazing Shabbos Sunday in five seven eight one in Tishrei, but as you know, Rabbi Heber, whenever that happens, there's always some type of booby prize <laughs> toward the end of the year, <laughs> and the yeah. booby prize in five seven eight one will be two things. Number one. You're going to have erev Pesach on Shabbos, which is right. which is something that that the, my my the, the child I have who's about 14 years old right now, I don't even right. think he realizes you can have an erev Pesach. I remember when it first happened when I was a kid. I didn't realize it. Came, 74, right? 74 because it had not it been it, 20 years, right? It was 54 to 74. So when right. it happened in 1974, I didn't even realize that it could happen that erev Pesach could be on Shabbos. And you really right, have, a, and, and you're scrambled. and even though you're eating possibly some challah in the morning, you're still having a nine-day pesach essentially, menu-wise. Um, Correct. Also, nerve-wracking. The, it's nerve-wracking, but right. on the other hand, you come to the seder well rested. That's true. That's true. Right, as, right. as opposed to only being well rested at the second seder, you're well rested for both. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. And and the other booby prize, of course, is that I believe Shavuos would be a three-day yontif, right? Shabbos Sunday Monday. No, that is, it would not be. No, no, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. Am I wrong? Pesach is it's Monday, Tuesday. Arab Pesach is on a Sunday. Oh, year. so Shavuos would be Sunday night, right? Shavuos would be but Sunday. Purim night. is a Friday, right? Twenty twenty one, right? Purim, Purim, Purim would Friday, be a Friday, right? But the bonus, let's make a let's make a expedition to Eretz Yisrael. Purim is Shulis, right? Twenty twenty one for Yerushalayim, right? Three days for Yerushalayim. Be, uh, wow, I'm I'm exhausted. We've just discussed it, but you know what's funny about these conversations, and, and I, I I want to point this out. I don't think we we usually do point it out. It, it is unbelievable how the subtleties of the calendar um, give give you know end up providing us with so many different options, with so many different you know tidbits of things that are going on. If the calendar, Absolutely. if the calendar, like you said, the calendar demands that that Rosh Hashanah start on a Shabbos, it's a much different type. Of Tishrei, and and obviously, I mean, Pesach's you know quite obvious from both examples, whether it's Erev Shabbos or whether it's Wednesday night like this year, uh, you know, it, it it calls for a different you know every year ju- just just how it falls out during the week, you know, dictates dictates whole, all these differences. The it's, whole format of what goes on. And how I mean, you, you mentioned even this, I never even thought story. of the Yud Av Friday morning. I mean, that's you know, that that's 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 brilliant, frankly. <laughs> right now, some other interesting things in, the, in this this year we had. This really, this was my uh, Shabbos Cholamayid uh, Russia. Yeah, and that is appreciate the mitzvah of Hashanah Rabbah of Hashanas, taking the Hashanas of the Rabbis, especially this year. Very very special because the reason why the Milad of Tishrei this year was on Sunday morning, Erev Hashanah. Okay, and. But but we couldn't have Roshana on Sunday because Le'adu Reish. Right. That's what Le'adu Reish means. Right. You, if 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 the Milad, which means the time of the new moon, occurs on Sunday, Wednesday, or Friday, we push off Rosh Hashanah to the next day. Right. So the reason why Rosh Hashanah can't be Wednesday, Friday is Yom Kippur would be Friday, Sunday. It would be very complex to just imagine preparing for Shabbos with Yom Kippur on Friday. It would be it would be too difficult. So so they ensure that that doesn't happen. Right. But why can't Rosh Hashanah be on a on a on a um, on a, on a Sunday. Is it Hashanah Rabbah? would be on a Shabbos. Now right. think about this. The whole Klal Yisrael, all of Klal Yisrael, everybody, all, no matter where background, no matter 
no matter how religious, no matter Sfari Ashkenazi, Chassid, everyone had the same calendar this year. And it, Rosh Hashanah was pushed off a day to Monday. And not only that, the whole year was pushed off because way back, way back in November of last year, we had a 30th day of Kiss Life. Just to, just to illustrate how far back that was. I'm sorry, 30th day of Cheshvan. That was two days after the midterm elections. Now, I don't hear to talk politics. <laughs> I'm here just to tell you how just that was a long time ago. Almost 12 months. Right? It was a re- that was a real long time ago, almost a year, almost a year. Right. There was an extra day in Cheshvan. And the reason that extra 30th day, that extra day was there to ensure that Rosh Hashanah would fall out on Monday and not Tuesday. So the whole year was pushed off. Right, your birthday, if it was during that period. No, and, mo- and, Monday, and, Monday, not Sunday. Monday, not Sunday, exactly. Yeah, right, you said and Monday, not Tuesday. Purim, Purim was on Thursday instead of Wednesday. And uh, Pesach was on Shabbos instead of Friday. And, and, and you go through the whole year for one reason, to make sure that we could take Hashanahs. Because, as I said, Shabbos morning, Hashanah Rabbah would be today, Shabbos. And we wouldn't be able to do this mitzvah. And you know what's going to happen? So, so Tyson asked an interesting question. And says, one second, next year, Rosh Hashanah is on Shabbos, so right. we don't take Shaifer. So what's more important, uh-huh. Shaifer or Aravah? So how can we let Rosh Hashanah be on Shabbos? And we, we skip the mitzvah of Shaifer, and yet Hashanah, which is just a minig neviim, it's a custom that comes from the days of the prophets, uh, the, which they instituted, there, oh, that we can't have. So Tyson asks this question, and he says something very profound, and that is he says, and, and you'll appreciate this, and any shul-goer will appreciate this, that if we skip Hashanahs, people are going to forget it. You know what's going to happen next year? If we this year we didn't take Hashanahs, next year we're going to come to, you know, that kid's going to come with his Hashanahs to sell, and someone's going to stop at the door and say, by Uns is this Dominic, our custom is not to take Hashanahs here, because we didn't do it last year. Right. And it's going to be forgotten. So that we can't have. Shoifer, no one's ever going to forget. It's a Pasuk in the Chumash. It's a, it's a Mitzvah in the Torah. So it's very, so the whole calendar for everybody was was a day even today we're a day ahead because because of that mitzvah Hashanah. So it really shows you the importance of number one Hashanah, and number two really any drabbanan people you know Chazal you know as my father sometimes would quip he would say Chazal knew what they were talking about you know not that they need <laughs> maskama right but that you would you would you appreciate Chazal our rabbis and how they instituted Jewish law you know, so with such perfection and precision, and they understood human human psychology, you, you appreciate that when you perform these mitzvahs. Amazing. Rabbi David Heber is with us, talking about some calendaric trivia for 5780. Um, we should discuss for a moment the uh, the the year is known as a malay or chaser, right? It's it, we, When we refer to that term, it's, it's referring to the calendar year, correct? Correct. In, so this year would be or or shal, this is a shalim, which means there ah, are shalim, right? Right, shalim. There, there are. It's also called molly. You know, the, both months are molly. That right. means cheshvan and kislev are both thirty days. So those bacham going back to yeshiva will note that the winter's month will be two days longer right. than if it had been a chaser, because you have those two extra days. Um, and and that you know we'll have that next year. Of course, will be a chaser. So you know, some years it's three choices: either chaser, both twenty nine, kesidron twenty nine and thirty. Or Shalem, which is which is both thirty. Now coming into um, you know talking about Kislev, right? We're gonna have we're gonna have the longest Berachas This is this is really interesting. This is like a feast before the family. Oh, here. we're doing Shabbos Hanukkah with Rosh Chodesh. Shabbos Hanukkah Rosh Chodesh, two years in a row. Wow. Okay, two years in a row. It hasn't happened. 
two years in a row since 94, 95. Wow. 57, 55, 57, 56. Oh, my gosh. Well, we're going um, to be davening up a storm this year. We're gonna have it. We're gonna have again. Listen to this, okay? Here we go. We're gonna have it in two. We're gonna have it again in um, um, in twenty twenty one. We're not gonna have it in twenty twenty. We'll have it twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty five, and then we're gonna have a fourteen year hiatus where it's not gonna happen. Wow. Um, it's not gonna happen for fourteen years after that. And again, is, and again, that generation will not will not realize that you could have Shabbos Chodesh Rosh Chodesh. Last always- time such a hiatus. With 1805 to 1819. Wow. So, but we don't have that. We'll talk about that. Until we need something for the show in 2025. <laughs> <laughs> we, can't, we can't waste it now. By the way, a, 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 speaking of trivia, I bet you I know something about 5780, Rabbi Heber, that even you haven't thought of. You ready for this one? Go ahead. This will be the year when you get the most shyless about how to light Hanukkah candles on the road. Because Hanukkah and Vacation Week in the United States coincide, and a lot of people, when they normally would be Hanukkah at home, some of them will take the option of using their vacation time to head to the road. And you're going to get a lot of questions about, am I obligated to light on the road if someone's lighting in my house? How do I light if the hotel doesn't well, let me light, well, light my room, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? In the airport, yeah. Right? You know, it's, it's, uh, you're right. I get all these, uh, all, these, all these types of questions. People on the plane, that's the hardest. Right. Don't, don't try it. <laughs> Don't try it. <laughs> we recommend. We recommend not trying. Right? <laughs> the official, the official Nachum Siegel show policy is do that. Exactly. Do not, do not try that. Yeah, it's kind of it's hard because you can't can't be used with electricity. You know, you have to you have to light candles. Do a very interesting one. But someone who was by me, very 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 prominent person in my in my he was by my Ashkama minion and uh, does a lot of great great work. He he was flying somewhere. I think maybe the last day and. Um, you know, he, he worked out, like, with an airport. Now, there's a question, can you light in the airport? Is it your muckum? But he made it his muckum. He might have had an outdoor. It might have been a California airport where they have an outdoor, and he arranged with the airport. I mean, you got to do all this in advance. You right. can't. And he, he was, you know, just, he didn't stop. You know, he persevered, and he was able to, to make some arrangements. So that, that uh, so you, you know, so you would, would do things in advance. So you would not simply, uh, you would not simply recommend to someone to, to buy in to someone's Hanukkah lighting, and they'll take care of that obligation for you? You can't really buy. I mean, if you're if you're on the road, totally. The issue is usually you're somewhere. But if you're totally on the road, I think they were flying out. You know, when you go overseas. That's the hardest because you're not. You know, you're you're in you're in JFK or Dulles or wherever it is at at two o'clock in the afternoon, and and, and then you're you're in Israel or wherever you're going the next morning if you if you're on a red eye. Right. And then you don't. You're not anywhere. Some say you get somebody in your house. You can't, you can't buy into just a regular person, but in your own house, someone can light. On your behalf, that's right. that. That this is a questionable. This is one should ask their own rub exactly. But when you're really stuck, um, you know that that could work. If someone's at home, if the whole family goes, then you run into a you run into a you run into a problem. Also, this year, appreciate the erev tavshilin that we're going to do. We're going to do it on erev pesach and erev shavuos, right? And that's the last time um, until until 2022. The last they call my pace of 2022, so we're going to have close to a two-year break of 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 no of no airs of Shilin again after this year, um, and that's so you know tonight's mitzvah, beautiful mitzvah, but we'll do it twice this year, and then take a little bit of a break. That's another thing to keep in mind uh, during this coming year. And to the person who I told yesterday in this office that we're not going to be off the parshios this year with Israel, you've just told me we are going to be off. We're going to be off uh, by Shulis, yeah. by Shulis, right? 
Because second actually, day is interesting. I noticed this in preparation. I looked, uh, double checked the calendar. The week of Shavuos could be a three day week for many because it's going to be Monday's Memorial Day. Right. And Friday is Friday Shavuos. Right. So those planning, uh, you know, maybe if they could they have some vacation days, right. they, can, they can make a whole week. Maybe the perfect maybe the perfect time to head to Israel. And frankly, like Absolutely. I like I said, this is the year because everyone's holding two days, so it makes things a little bit more comfortable, you know. Right, Israel's a good place. Just Shabbos, you'll have to find a place that's going to right. lay. Uh, actually, no, Shabbos will be Yontif, and you'll come home. Right, and you know you, you'll be, you won't have a problem if you're the other way. You're going to have the issue if you, if you right. come from America, Israel to America. Right, you have that issue. Have I uh, have I given you my speech about um, how we should be uh, using the opportunity to to um, align the Parshios with Israel as as fast as possible and not wait. Uh, for what did we wait for this year? Was it Matas Masse? What did we made, wait for this it was year? Matas Masse, right, 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 right. Matas Masse. Oh, I got a whole sheer on. Now that. I know why uh, we do it. I know. We, I knew. I know we do it because yeah. of this obscure custom to make sure we read Dvarim before Tisha B'Av, which is, by the way, a a Chutzlaretz centric custom. It has nothing to do with Israel, because you know, obviously, because in Israel, well, Dvar, I mean, that that's really different. Matas Dvarim was Dvarim was was going to be anyway before that. That answers about Matas Masse versus. Places in Megillah talked about Matzmasi versus somebody else. Here, actually, and a lot of that has to do with Eretz Yisrael. We want to lay Pinchas, the Karbonus, in the year, you know, during the three weeks because we don't have the we don't have the base of Migdash. So, in place of that, in Eretz Yisrael this year, they didn't lay Pinchas during the three weeks. We we got to lay. We talk about the Kedushas Haaretz, you know, during the three weeks when we're you know when we feel the void, and we talk about the Karbonus, you know, the sacrifices, um, uh, you know, that's there. I have a great story for you on that. Pinchas, actually, I, I was thinking about this during our auction when they were auctioning off the alias. This is there was a rebbe named Pinchas. I don't remember which one. I don't recall, but he says, you know, when I'm at home, you know, you're you're home when you, when I travel. Like you know, a rebbe travels. It's a you know, you, you're, 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 it's always like that. You know, like you're you're greeted. You get red right. red car, carpet service. He says, I'm like Parshas Pinchas. When you lay Parshas Pinchas, so they just lay it, the Karbanas. But when they lay the Karbanas, when it's a visitor, it goes for big money, right? on Rosh Hashanah, Maftir on Yom Kippur, Maftir on Sukhus Taira, right? Very good. It's the same aliyah. It's the same words. Very good. But yet when it's a visitor, isn't that a great... I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. I love it. Rabbi Heber, anything else about 5780? We covered it all. Uh, we covered all things. Will definitely uh, definitely come up during the course of the year, and maybe we'll touch base again. But it is, everyone should have a good, you know, a good New Year. And uh, how long is it? Should, ta- how long does it take to read Kahelis in your synagogue? Um, I think about somewhere in the twenty-five minute range. I think. Do you know any? Yeah, do you know anybody in Chutz, Do you know anybody in Chutzlaret that uses a cloth that reads it from parchment? We did. It. We read it from a cloth. Our, our Balkari read it from a cloth, and that means and that means one or two brachas beforehand. No, so we don't make we don't make brachas. The, the minigah gra is to make brachas before. So in Israel, where they follow the, the custom of the, of the Vilna Gaon, they make brachas. There are places in America, like Yeshivas Chaim Berlin, for example, that follows the minigah gra. They make brachas before laning and they they'd say one or two. Do you know? I, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure. I would assume two, but I'm not sure. Right. Um, we, me- we, so we lay from a cloth, but our, we don't, you know, the regular meaning of Ashkenaz is not to go. Our Shuldam is Ashkenaz, so we, we, we don't lay. So Dr. Fall Leader was all like, Balkari did a 
did an excellent job, and uh, he learned from a cloth. You know, it, it's not an easy, not an easy task. Um, I know. Believe you know, me, I know. It's not an easy task listening to the whole thing. To do that, <laughs> I, I, you know, I used to teach. I used to teach. I love hearing everything. I used to teach the McGillis actually in seminary here in uh, in our seminary. Don't you find just, Don't uh, you find Kehelis impossible to teach? It's like it's like you know. No, no, I, I didn't teach it straight. I taught. I, it's it's now called Wits Seminary. I used to call Malot. And I used to I used to enjoy it very much. It was actually a highlighting of Shirashirim Kahelis and Echa. So I got to pick I got to pick the Psukim that uh, I wanted to pick pretty much. You know, it was more of a survey and going through some of the lessons of, of these very beautiful Megillus. Right. Um I learned Kahelis when my daughter was a was a was a, was a little baby, kind of she's married now and the husband's in the Kyle in Tel Chicago and we're, we're my, my old alma mater. And um he and when she was a little baby, I was telling this. When she was a little baby, she was up in the middle of the night, and I, you know, I used to try to get her to sleep. So I, it was a winter, it was a cold winter, and uh, I used to try to rock her to sleep. And I pulled out the art school Kahelis and went through it. It's beautiful. It's really nice, uh, nice light middle of the night learning. So that was my first time I ever went through it. So that's an antidote for insomnia, you're saying? <laughs> no, I have to stay away. No, unless I was teaching it to her. I she wasn't going to sleep. I... <laughs> yeah. Well, there you have it. A lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of inside, uh, inside tips here from Rabbi Heber about about some of the things that go on uh, during our calendaric year. And it's interesting. You cho- you chose uh, Shira Shirim and Kahelis. Was there a third? What what did you say? You, you so see? The, no, the the question was also Echa. I know, oh, and that's Echa. a whole different lima. That's really a whole different. Right when uh, when most would say that the that the two most interesting Megillas are Esther and Rus, and you went and you went ahead and you chose uh, the more chose obscure ones. Now, I actually now teach. I, I'll mention this: is uh, I teach Megillas Esther now at seminary. Every Thursday is Purim and and in, in the Shear room. It's just great. Every it's Thursday, funny. It's funny. I don't start yet today. Instead, I'm on the Nachum Siegel show. But otherwise, I would be starting at eight twenty next Thursday. And it's, the seminary, and it's wonderful. It's a, such a preparation. You come to Purim after learning week after week, after week of of Miguel Sester. You know, in, we learn it. You know, with all the various you know lessons and the Memory Chazal, and it's it's just beautiful. I love. I I start the year by saying Agansir Purim, right? And every you know, as the song used to go, Agansir Freilich, Agansir Purim, and uh, we we you know the whole year is like Purim, and we just go through the. It's, it's, it's wonderful. It's beautiful. And guess what I do in class? You're going to laugh. Yeah. I, I don't know why I'm saying this in public here. My classroom knows this. You bring a grogger. We have a countdown. No, no, we have oh, a countdown. Every Purim. week I put on the board, how many weeks to Purim? <laughs> how the, many weeks to the, Purim? The, the balabusters are going to get you if you add four weeks for Pesach. They're going to yeah. really get it. It was Thursday. <laughs> last couple of years was Thursday. It was great because I said, you know, 15 weeks from today and right. 14 weeks from today. <laughs> now it's it's got to be from Tuesday, you know, whatever. It's funny we'll, you we'll mentioned it out. It's funny you mentioned about Purim year-round. Erica Brown was a guest of mine recently. She's writing a book about uh, about Esther, which is coming out before Purim, and I said to her, boy, you know, you're lucky because you get to be obsessed with Esther and Purim all year round. When Rabbi Weinrib uh, did the book on Echa and Kinnis, I said to him, it must be awful. It must be awful you're doing Kinnis all year. And I mean, she appreciated that. I'm sure you appreciate that. And you'd rather be absolutely. concentrating on Purim all year than on Kinnis oh, yeah. all year round. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Anyway, um, continued Hatzlacha. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm a wonderful, a wonderful 5780. Uh, a wonderful Tufshin Pei. You and your family, and we should hear, uh, we should be a Shnaz Ha'gaula. Tehei Shnaz Freilach. 
Yeah, that's a good be a one. happy year, and it should be a year of, of, of Gula. How about Parnassa? Teshnas yeah. Parnassa Tova. Parnassa, yes, absolutely. Thank you, Rabbi Hebron. Thanks so much for joining us. Take care. And thanks for all the time. My gosh, Rabbi Hebron gave us a lot of time this morning. Rabbi David Hebron is Kashrus Administrator at the Star K. He's Rabbi of Congregation Kahal Avas Yisrael Tzemach Tzedek down in Baltimore, Maryland. And he's, of course, most well-known for being the calendaric consultant for us here at JM in the AM. And boy, he gave us a lot of material today about the year 5780 and about uh, a lot of other things uh, that are coming up on the calendar in the next uh, couple of years. A lot to uh, a lot to digest in terms of the Jewish calendar, and I thank him very, very much. Tomorrow morning, Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He joins us at 7.40 Eastern Time for the weekly update right here at JM in the AM.
can't sleep no more Scared of the sign that was hanging on the door But there's nowhere to go, nowhere to be Just an orphan in 1943 When they steal your soul and forget your name There's a faith that just won't change Like glowing lights behind the embers flame Break them free when I call your name Set sail, cruising all through the night The guards at the door try to put up a fight They said, ain't nothing here for you people to claim Every single kid here looks the same When he shouted these words, the kids came alive They could see the parents right in front of the eyes Grabbing the stuff without saying goodbye Kicking and screaming, they started to cry Thank you. 
Say it all, yeah. 
with Eitan Freilich and Yom Zed. David Perlman had modem. You heard Shmai Yisrael from 8th Day and Mordechai Shapiro opened that set. Nigun Simcha and then Machar. 8.32 in the morning. JM in the AM at 28 minutes before 9 o'clock. Well, those of you who are regular listeners of this show, you know that uh, over the last year we've become very big fans of the Ben-Gurion University of the Negev Medical School for International Health. And uh, Beth Chester is with us live via telephone because they have uh, they have embarked on a bunch of information sessions that are taking place in Canada, Israel, and uh, here in this area uh, to let more and more people know about the benefits of studying at the Medical School for International Health at Ben Gurion University of the Negev. Beth Chester is the Assistant Director for Admissions and External Affairs at the Medical School. Beth, I say Shana Tova to you, and I say welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Shana Tova to you and to everybody as well. Uh, you made quite an impression on us. When I say you, I mean the uh, uh, you and the personnel of the uh, medical school when you joined us in Israel. And uh, uh, I think up until that point, for a lot of people, it was a well-kept secret. And now more and more people are learning the benefits of having... Uh, their children or they themselves uh, go and attend the Medical School for International Health in Israel. Are you getting the feeling that more and more people are understanding just how key an institution it is? 100%. There has been a huge spike in interest in the school as well as the caliber of applicants that we're getting. Uh, I think it's primarily due to the fact that, as you said, we've been this hidden secret and we offer students really, it's a win-win situation because 
students who attend our program, they have a unique education of introducing global health into all four years, which is so necessary for a physician to know about in today's world. And our students have the option of practicing basically anywhere in the world, which is very unique to our school. You could either go on and practice in the United States, you could go on and practice in Israel, or you can go to Australia. And and as we learned when we were with you guys in Israel, uh, not only can you go to some interesting places, you could do some interesting things. <laughs> you, could, you, could, you, could, you, could, you could do a lot of things medically that you know would be in the norm, so to speak, for a uh, for a community that needs to be served medically. But then there are some very interesting projects and special situations that your graduates get involved with as well around the globe. So you know when when they say that the uh, you know the opportunities are endless when it comes to your school, that's the way it is. One hundred percent. Ours. Students are just prepared for any scenario. I think it's primarily because the education um, requirements and regulations are different in Israel as opposed to in the United States. Our students get a lot more hands-on experience early on in their education. And then in the fourth year, when we have our eight-week clerkships around the world, students actually get to implement everything they have learned in a classroom before they've even graduated. So they then go on and to become leaders in the world of in the field of medicine. And, and not to insult um, your colleagues, because, you know, many of them are amazing medical institutions and medical educational institutions, uh, but, but a lot of them, including ones in the U.S., simply can't provide that opportunity. They can't provide a program like the eight weeks that you just described. No, we're uniquely positioned to be able to do this. The school is now over 20 years old, and when the school was founded, they recognized there was a a lacking in the, the education of medical students, and we just moved in and took care of that. And now that we are firmly established, we can expand it beyond our, of our wildest dreams in, uh, in terms of the education as well as our, the things our alumni are doing. Yeah, Beth Chester's with us, Assistant Director for Admissions and External Affairs for the Medical School for International Health, Ben Gurion University of the Negev. All right, now I'm going to go through the list in a minute of the different events that we've been made aware of for Canada, the U.S., etc. Um, th- who are we speaking to this morning? It's now October. Who are we speaking to? Are we speaking to prospective medical students? Are we speaking to those who might be already in medical school? Are we speaking to parents and others in their community who should be encouraging them to check out this unique institution in Israel? Who's on the other end of this discussion? discussion is for people to learn more of the program. So people who are already involved in a medical school are not really relevant. We do not accept transfer students to the programs. But this is to guide people who are interested in attending medical school or their children or grandchildren even. I've had grandparents call right. me. Um, but it's, it's for them to learn what are the requirements of the school, what are the things that our school has to offer that are unique. Um, that's really to, who we need to attract at these and these sessions. So these, are, these, say, so these are students. What are my requirements? These are students who are about to graduate college, or or, or have an interest in medicine, um, and they're in the middle of their college education. Typically, um, by the time you, you get certain different types, the ones who have come to these sessions later, right when they're ready to graduate, they've been guided typically by their pre-health advisors, and they know the courses they need. The our requirements are pretty standard in terms of coursework and MCAT. But the ones that come earlier, many come as freshmen, their first year in college, uh, and they say, oh, my gosh, what coursework do I need? Do now I, I need got it. 
chemistry and so forth. Oh, now I got it. Okay, now I got it. Now I understand what's going on, and now I understand for whom uh, uh, this program is perfect. Um, all right, so here, here's what we're going to do, everybody. L- let me make you aware of some of the things we've been told about these um, uh, information sessions that are going to be going on. First of all, if you're in Canada, on Monday, October the 28th, which is this coming Monday, they're doing one on Finch Avenue West up in Toronto. Um, you can go to their uh, website, uh, which we'll give you in a minute uh, for more information about it. On Monday, November the 4th, which is the following week, they're going to be on Queen Mary Road in Montreal, Quebec. So there's two, if you're interested in studying medicine and global health in Israel, there are two opportunities in Canada for these informational sessions for the Medical School for International Health, Monday, October 28th, and Monday, November the 4th, the 28th in Toronto, the 4th of November in Montreal. If you're in Israel or if you know somebody who's a student now in Israel, could be post-high school student who's interested, uh, could be, a, as uh, as Beth uh, mentioned, you know somebody who's just starting their college career, uh, on Sunday, October the 27th, which is this coming Sunday, starting at 6.30, they'll be at the ZOA house in Tel Aviv on Rehov Daniel Frisch. Um, and again, you'll have an opportunity to speak to um, uh, members of the admissions team, plus some of the alums, uh, about studying medicine and global health in Israel in English. And finally, uh, and this, of course, for our audience, since we're speaking to the majority of people in our audience in the New York area, on Wednesday, November the 13th, if you're interested in studying medicine and global health in Israel, join the information session to learn more about the program and speak with members of your admissions team, plus Dr. Leslie Gonzit, an alum and, ho- and, and hospitalist at the Alaska Hospitalist Group. It's happening Wednesday, November the 13th, beginning at 6.30 p.m. at 1001 Avenue of the Americas in New York City. Um, they'll talk about fourth-year electives and clerkships at highly selective medical centers in the U.S. and Canada, including Columbia. They'll talk about the eight-week w- eight global health clerkships and sites around the world. Uh, they'll talk about graduates who have completed residency in the U.S., Canada, and Israel. And, of course, they will uh, remind everybody that the program is taught completely in English. That's November the 13th. Now, Beth Chester, what's the best website for people to check out all these informational sessions and go- get more information? I'll give you the website. We also missed one other. We added Ooh. an information session in Los Angeles Ooh, as well. Go. All right. When's that? What um, date is that? That's going to be on November 11th. The information is on our website, which I will give you. And I want to add also, we yeah. get students, and these information sessions are also relevant for graduates, people who have already graduated college, and then they decide to say, you know what? Now I want to go to med school. What do I need to do? Got so. It. They're really for everybody. The website that has everything is msih.bgu.ac.il. And on there, you will find links for all these sessions. And just find, follow those links and sign up, and then you're good to go. All right. MSIH is obviously Medical School for International Health. BGU is obviously Ben Gurion University. Here's the website that you want. Uh, give this to, uh, as Beth described, to the graduates, to the first-year students, to the high schoolers, anybody who's interested in pursuing medicine and doing it in this unique environment in Israel, msih.bgu.ac.il. Again, msih.bgu.ac.il. And, um, People are also welcome to call our office in New York if they want to follow up with questions. Um, I'm not going to be there till next week, but there's other staff that can help you. Is that the um, uh, 995 number? Yes, it is. 212-995-1231. You could actually call New York 
and uh, get someone here locally to discuss um, uh, the information sessions and the school with you. 212-995-1231, 212-995-1231. It's a medical school for international health at Ben-Gurion University of the Negev, as we said. L.A. on the 11th of uh, November, New York on the 13th of November, one coming up this weekend in Toronto, next weekend, in, in, well, actually Monday in Toronto, and then the following Monday in Montreal. And, of course, the Israel one is this coming Sunday at the ZOA house in Tel Aviv, beginning at 6.30 p.m. Beth Chesser, anything you'd like to add? No, I just want to thank you for sharing this information, and I want to encourage everybody just to explore the opportunity. We really take a holistic approach at looking at all our applicants, so it's not that we have a cutoff, um, but we we maintain high academic standards, so obviously that's critical, but sometimes experience comes in too, so we yeah. really look at every applicant as a person as we hope that each of our graduates will then go on to go on to treat the patient and not necessarily the disease. Excellent. All right, you know how many old friends I have in your wonderful school. Send them all my best. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely will. Thank you, Nachum. Thank you, Beth. A pleasure. Beth Chester, Medical School for International Health, Ben-Gurion University. Information, you call them at 212-995-1231. 16 minutes before 9 o'clock. It's JM in the AM. Yeah. 
off the brand new video by Micha Gammerman. It's called Robin here at JM the AM. <laughs> Thursday morning, got a full schedule coming up. Unlocking Greatness is next with Charlie Harari, then Spin Class with Michael Fragan. Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Josephs at 10.30 this morning. That's Life with Miriam L. Wallach. Shmully Wolf will join her on the uh, Taste of Crown Heights food crawl. We'll do a live lunch at 11, assuming I still have a voice. Live lunch at 11 o'clock. Lots to torture Yoni about now that the uh, Astros are in the position they're in. Uh, throwback Thursday at 1. JM Rewind with 8th Day at 4 p.m. 7 p.m. for the Arab Shabbos Show, hosted by Mark Zamek and brought to you by our friends at Kedem. Erev Shabbos show will be repeated at 3 a.m. and at 10 a.m. on Friday. Malcolm Honeline tomorrow, weekly update at 7.40 Eastern time. He is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Joins us Fridays, 7.40 a.m. Eastern time right here at JM in the AM on, on the Nahum Siegel Network. Our friends at Art School remind you that the brand new Rav Chaim Kanievsky on Chumash Bracious is out. It is available. Use the promo code RADIO and get 15% off and free shipping in the United States. Rav Chaim Kanievsky and Chumash Bracious get 15% off and free shipping when you use the promo code RADIO at artsgirl.com. Take advantage. Achenu Yisrael and Achim brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard a listener's sponsor, digital radio, around the world, the web, and AchimSegal.com and the AchimSegal Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a uh, Thursday JM in the AM. Charlie Harari is next with Unlocking Greatness. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll speak to you at 11 a.m. with a live lunch tomorrow morning starting at 6 a.m. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.